coming to you, undead from the crypt. This is Adelaide Horror Podcast with Zombie Joe. <laughs> Today's episode is number one, and we're looking at what was your first horror movie. So for me, it was The Monster Squad 1987, which I'll be doing a review on now, which is here. You can now get them lucky enough through a cinema cult uh, on DVD, which is really, really good. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty much what it looks like now on DVD. You can go online and get those. So after this remove review if you're interested uh, yeah definitely go online and purchase it it's a really good uh, really good horror movie and if you're a parent yourself and you're not 100 percent sure what uh you know your kids are interested in something a bit spooky and kooky but you don't want to terrify them to the point that they're visiting uh, the uh, psychologist afterwards uh the monster squad is probably the best uh by far first horror film to show a kid if they're interested in the genre and just see and you can gauge them to see how you go like if they absolutely love this movie like i did when i was a kid well then yeah okay they're, they're going to be fine but if they're a little bit spooked afterwards uh yeah you probably want to go back to the drawing board and see maybe um showing your child something spookier a bit later on down the track so yeah so anyway, um, yeah, this is what this episode's all about, our first horror movie that we watched as a kid. So <clears throat> my parents um, kind of knew that I was into the kind of the kooky spooky stuff because just what I hired from the library. Um, our school library had a few kind of uh, kooky spooky books, but nothing full on. Being a, being a primary school, you know, so there would have been restrictions what they were allowed to have had. But however, um, I grew up around the suburb called Paynham in Adelaide and uh, we had a public library. And I visit frequently would free, uh, visit that uh, library and always hire out, you know, the haunted castles of the world and, you know, the 10 scariest tales and that, that, that kind of stuff. That was the books you'd always have, I would always have in my little library bag walking back from home and reading and uh, reading in the dark with a torch as well such as probably explains the glasses and my eyesight now um so yeah these were the kind of things that i was into and also to um mum like classic movies so i watched a lot of abra and costello it was quite funny so abra and costello had a special movie where they combined it and they had themes so you know africa screams and all that kind of stuff and one was the universal monsters one so it was abbott costello meet frankenstein or meet stracula i can't remember the title but it was quite funny and they go to transylvania and they and they're meeting all the universal monsters make a cameo and that kind of got my interest in what the universal monsters were so as you can see here dracula the wolfman invisible man and uh, for me, that's where I got um, fascinated by the Wolfman story. So that's where, that's why werewolves are, are kind of my uh, favourite go-to monster uh, for myself. Uh, yeah, so having watched these, um, I was pretty much getting to the point where I was like, I really want to 
watch a horror movie. So when, and this was kind of the 80s, so, you know, you had your local video store. So uh, I think Blockbuster was kind of coming around then, but our local was a, well, there was a few. There was a couple over the, the span of the 80s and 90s. So one, the original video shop that I went to, which is now an Italian cafe, <laughs> one half of it used to be a video shop. Um, and the other side, I think it was either was a cafe still or was something else. I can't remember now, but the middle, what is the other side of this cafe now was where the video shop was. And um, yeah, so that was our local initially, what I remember when I was little. Like I, I remember, you know, holding my parents' hand still when we walked in. Um, and then the next one was uh, a bit further up up the road from that, which is now a gym. But it used to be, it had a lot of, it had a lot of lives, this, this shop. <laughs> it's, it's now a gym, originally was a, a chicken shop. And, and prior to that, it was a blockbuster. And then prior to that, it was another chicken restaurant. And then before that, it was a video shop. So <laughs> it, had, it had many lives. Uh, that was that was where the Monster Squad was hired from because uh, that was roughly the time period when I was eight, nine years old. Uh, and I would freely walk around the video shop while my parents went through you know, VHS titles. And uh, I would always end up in the horror movie section. And there was a part of me that didn't want to be there and there was a part of me that was just too damn curious about what was what was being in there and and you've got to you've got to remember that in the 80s the the visual art on these vhs titles were terrifying like fright night absolutely broke me like that there's the opening wide female face with the sharp fangs see you later nightmare town all all stops <laughs> like you know for me as a kid I had numerous nightmares about that woman with her face opening up and the teeth. That just that just did my head in all the time, and to the point now that I'm still creeped out. There's there's a few modern horror films where the the big wide smile now with the teeth are a thing, like the uh, It Chapter Two uh, does that, and I just my blood my blood ran cold, and that was because being a kid seeing the title of Fright Night. Um, you know, I'm now the owner of Fright Night the movie, but like, you know, that just see you later, alligator. That just <laughs> that just did me in. Uh, but I still kept coming back to that horror section. You know, uh, it was just, and that's you know, as a kid, you just you can't help it. It's kooky, it's spooky, it's freaking you out no end. But you're just still drawn to it. Like, there's just something about it, and it's hard to explain. Uh, so yeah, I was just one of those kids. I was just drawn to it. Um, so yeah, I'd go through and see these titles, and uh, one title now, when now I know what it is, it's it's um, Sleepaway Camp. But I'd, I used to I'd used to stare at this title and go, what the hell? Like it was a knife going through a sneaker, and I was just going, why is the sneaker bleeding? It's a sneaker. Like, <laughs> as a kid, I used to stare at this for ages, trying to unlock what this title meant. As an adult now, I know what it is. It, it, it made me laugh that as a kid, I was just kind of going, what the hell is going on here? Um, and uh, I was like, that person doesn't have a sneaker. That was <laughs> that was, that was was my kid mind trying to rationalise it. 
Um, so yeah, it was it was good times, and I've got a lot of fond memories of uh, going through that video shop and uh, and looking at all the different horror titles and some of the promotional photos, like good old Freddie over here. Well, I remember they, as an adult now and a horror fan, I would love, I would easily chuck down a couple of hundred bucks and say, hey mate, I want that cardboard cutout of Freddy Cougar. Uh, at eight, I was like, uh, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> I walked in the front door and and lo and behold, they would think they would have been promoting either Nightmare on Elm Street 3 or 4, and it was a life-size uh, cutout of Freddy with glove and all, doing the old face and I was just as soon as I walked in the door with my parents and I just kind of pulled back going uh don't want to be here right now <laughs> so you know it's it's quite funny um you know what would spook me out as a kid but then get drawn to it later on so uh yeah I just started saying to my parents you know I want to see a horror movie I wasn't bugging them but I just you know and I think my mum and dad kind of realised okay he's ready he's kind of we've got to have to show him something to you know shut him up kind of thing um, and so they picked Orca the Killer Whale and then after that obviously did okay and then they picked um, When a Stranger Calls 1979 so that was a thriller about a uh, killer um, stalking a, a babysitter in her house and it was it was really really good uh, yeah so that I did okay with that one and I think so my parents kind of said okay what's the next movie so this is why uh, the Monster Squad couldn't have come out at a better time um, I spoke to my mum about it and I was like do you remember like the when hiring the Monster Squad and she goes yeah I, I just I, I agree it couldn't have come out at a better time for me because we were really at a loss what to show you because it was the 80s it was the golden age of cinema but not only that it was the golden age of horror movies as well but they're not exactly going to show me the stuff. They're not exactly going to show me the reanimator, like, you know, uh, or Nightmare at Elm Street or uh, Friday the 13th or, you know, Sleepaway Camp. You, you can't you can't show a kid this, you know. Uh, so my, my, my parents, you know, and, and mum did a good job kind of holding off uh, my con persistent questioning of, you know, what's my next horror movie going to be? So Monster Squad couldn't have come out at a better time. So that, that's why it's really good. So, uh, yeah, so that's my personal reflections of, uh, of uh, what was my first horror film. Uh, talking to my friends and co-workers about this, uh, yeah, their experiences probably weren't so great. A lot of them were in sleep outs and, uh, you know, sleeping over friends' houses and stuff and at a party and... You don't exactly want to look weak in front of your friends when they rock up with a VHS or VH or a DVD saying, "Hey, hey guys, this is the movie that we're watching," and all the everyone's getting excited around you, and you're sitting there going, "Uh, okay, I'm <laughs> gonna have to suck it up." So, so yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, yeah, some of my other friends and co-workers didn't have such a great time with their first horror movie experience, which is a shame, but, you know, that's, that's how the cookie crumbles. So, let's get into uh, 1987 Monster Squad, and then uh, we'll, I'll give you a spoiler-free kind of run-through what the movie's about, and then uh, give it a high recommendation. So, so yeah. So, Monster Squad 1987 uh, came out uh, in the U.S., uh, in June, or, sorry, in August uh, 87, and Australia didn't get to see it until about June 
uh, uh, 88. So that's why there's a connection between me turning nine because in July it's my birthday. I'm turning 41 next week. It's it's yeah. It would have been I was just turning nine years old. So this would have definitely been probably either shown at my birthday or I watched it after when all the kids went home and, and I watched it on my own. So which I think was the case because I can't remember anyone being with me while I watched it. Mind you, my memories in that crash lot. Um, so yeah trying to remember certain things of my childhood just yeah i can't so yeah i, I just remember the movie like the movie just is imprinted in into my head and yeah that's why i love it so yeah that's why i chose it so it's directed by uh fred decker and written by uh shane shane black um, these two guys know each other from the movie Night of the Creeps, uh, where Fred Decker was the director and uh, Shane Black was uh, played one of the officers in the movie. So they got together and wrote The Monster Squad after Night of the Creeps. And then after Night of the Creeps, uh, Shane Black then goes on to be an actor in the movie Predator. So it's, it's, it's pretty much it's an interesting kind of three movies for for Shane Black um yeah the budget was 12 million but unfortunately it didn't gross well so it, it grossed collectively around the US at 3 million and then globally 3 million which is fair enough because I don't remember this being shown at the cinema I would, I would have I'm sure my mum would have taken me to see this at the cinema and I would have just absolutely lost my biscuits as a kid seeing this poster at a cinema I'd have been mum we're going to see this at the cinema <laughs> like I would have been chomping at the bit um, so yeah definitely didn't get a release here um, uh, in the cinema but it, it went to VHS here in, in, in Australia so and I think that would have been the case around the world which is a shame because uh, the, the kids seeing this at the cinema like me included me thinking about it I would have been oh my god if this thing was at the cinema this this would have been you know right up there with all the other movies that I saw as a kid uh, in the cinema. So uh, yeah, that's probably why it didn't gross that great here. So um, it grossed three million, like I said, in in the US, and it also grossed three million collectively around the world. So you know, twelve million, six million, you know, yeah, that's that's kind of why uh, it conked. But it's, the funny thing is, is IMDb has got this as a 7 out of 10. And um, I, I agree with that score. Like, it's, it's pretty good. But the thing is, it's actually a cult classic now. Like, all the... And the reason is, is because me, my age, the kiddies, you know, we're 41 and plus, um, were kids when this movie came out. And like I said, this, this zoomed into our demographic really well. So that's why as we got older, now we've got kids and we're like, hey, we're gonna show this uh, to our kids. So I've got a baby daughter. So absolutely, when she goes, dad, I wanna see a horror movie, I'll go check this out. So I'll be whacking on Monster Squad for sure. Uh, so that's the that's the reason why I hit cult classic status. Uh, go on YouTube, you'll type and type in the 30th anniversary Monster Squad panel, and you get to see uh, all the actors and actresses now that were involved, and uh, they talk about the movie. And, and back then, they had no idea that this thing was going to take off like it did. And especially afterwards, you know, they were there when the movie didn't do so great, so they were under the impression that this is it, like you know, the movie conked. 
but then afterwards, you know, people like myself now that are on the internet are going, hey, remember that movie that we saw when we were 10 years old? Like, you know, and we, we kind of resurrected it um, uh, by people power and the internet. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's good that the internet was used for good and we managed to get uh, Monster Squad out there and, and exposed to everybody. And it's now, you know, like I said, and it's even set in the 30th anniversary, uh, guys are saying, I'm showing my kids this movie and I was their age when I saw it so you know that's that's good and that's special that's that's pretty special if you can get a a, a movie to to bond you know parents and kids over that's that's really good and that's why I really have a special place for this movie it's just it's fantastic so the runtime of it is an hour and, and close to 20 it's an hour and 19 um, and that's including credits um, yeah so it's good got a good soundtrack as well and uh, I think you can get the song I think it's Bop Until You Drop is what it's called it's Bop Until You Drop I think it's a really good 80s 80s catchy 80s song I've, I've had it in my head for days now <laughs> I can't shake it but I, I don't want it to go either so um, yeah could, you could have the worst songs in your head at the moment um, yeah cool so I'm going to get into the just a quick run through of what the movie is and then uh, yeah, give it a score myself and a suggestion and yeah, so I'm just going to take a quick break and I'll be back with the run through of 1987 Monster Squad. Okay, so we've got the uh, actors and actresses uh, involved in this, so I'll split them up into two groups. You've got the kids, you've got the adults slash monsters and I'll just give a bit of a run through who they were. So you got the characters, you got uh, Sheen who's uh, played by Andre Gower, you got Patrick who's played by uh, Ruby, uh, Robbie uh, Geiger, you've got Horace uh, who's the late um, uh, Brent uh, Cholan which is a bit sad. Um, he actually passed away in his 20s from uh, pneumonia which was a bit uh, sad to read up on that. Uh, Rudy is played by Ryan Lambert. Uh, Phoebe, who's the little girl in this, is uh, Ashley Bank. And Eugene is uh, Michael Faustino. The adults in this is Detective Dell. Uh, so Dell and Emily are the parents of, of uh, Sean, the main character. Uh, that's played by uh, Steph Mark and Emily is played by Mary Ellen Trainer. Uh, Leonardo... Semino, the late Leonardo Semino, he was, um, his character doesn't have a title, like an actual name, but they've referred to him as the scary German guy through the whole movie, and even in the credits, that's who he's known as, there's no name for the guy, but yeah, that's who he is. Uh, Detective Sapphire is uh, Stan Shaw, Van Helsing's played by Jack Gullum, Dracula's played by Duncan Regner, Frankenstein is played by Tom Noonan, Wolfman is played by Carl Subort and Mary, uh, Mary, the mummy is played by uh, Michael Reed McKay. So, <clears throat> the basic I'd, the premise of the whole movie of the Monster Squad is is it's set in the you get a bit of a spiel in the uh, in the opening credit. So it says a hundred years from now. So given the movie is nineteen eighty seven, I think they're assuming that it's 1980, uh, 1887 but um, there's no Timestamp, so you don't, you're not 100% sure. Uh, you know, 
it's like the Goldbergs when they say, you know, it's 1980 something. Well, that's pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much it in this movie. So we're just assuming it's 1980, uh, 1987 uh, in the movie. So the opening sequence is in 1887. So eh, it's a kids' movie. Let's not get bogged down on the on the techniques. Um, so yeah, Van Helsink, a whole group of kind of angry mob people have circled uh, Castle um, Dracula. Uh, they go in through the front door and there's a, uh, you know, one of uh, Dracula's brides manging on one of the horses, uh, one of the dogs that went running in there. Uh, it's not too graphic. I, I didn't even actually tell it was a dog until I watched this thing for like the fourth time and then I realised it was, it was uh, she was kind of manging on a dog. So I was, I was like, oh, okay. If that kind of upsets you, it's a bit of a trigger warning. Look, like I said, it's a real blink, you'll miss it scene. So it's not as obvious that, that that's what it is. So I don't think if you watch this and your child's watching this, they're going to get upset with that. I think they're going to be focusing more on the zombie bride because she kind of looks a bit freaky. Um, so I think, yeah, your, your kid, if, you, if you're a bit concerned about it, I think they'll be more focused on her than what she was just chomping on. So yeah, but like I said, there's the the trigger warning there with a with a with a dog death in that scene. So Van Helsing's there. He's brought in a a, a young girl as well. So she's um, we learn later on. In order for this uh, spell to work, you need a virgin to read out the scroll, and it's in German. So they've brought in a farm girl to read out. Um, so she would be around 13 years old. So she's there reading out this, you know, spell from this scroll that he's given her. In front of them, there's an amulet, and it's and it's starting to sparkle and glow and react to the scroll. So you kind of work out that okay, there's something going on here with this amulet, and it's connected. They need it for this, for this, um, the spell to work. So basically, Van Hensick goes with the plan that he's going in there to create this vortex, suck all the monsters in, and then that's the end of that, and they're all gone. So in the opening credit, they said, this is what they have to do. And underneath, there's this thing and a bit of comedic thing is they blew it. So now we know it didn't work, um, goes a bit wrong. And, you know, um, the emulet um, disappears with everything else. And now it's 100 years later. So it's 1987, again, assumed uh, in America. And uh, so they... Uh, it opens up uh, modern day and we get introduced to all the kids and the characters that way and uh, then that's how Dracula kind of comes about so basically what happens is just explaining it the emlet goes with the um, the ancestors of Van Helsing they they migrate to America they bring the emlet with them and they and they secure it into the house uh, underneath the house uh, with crucifixes and other religious ornaments so it's very hard for Dracula in order to get to it if that's the case that Dracula gets to it so um, that's that's pretty much the rough spill through of this film um, the in-betweeners parts of it I'll, I'll leave I'll let you to watch and enjoy it I won't spoil any plot twists or anything like that um, it's like I said the movie goes for an hour and 20 you're not going to be looking at your phone and I don't think your kids will be looking at your phone or take their phone away from them um, <laughs> let them just sit down and watch this movie uh, so yeah they'll they'll enjoy it it's it's right up the alley there's enough kooky spooky 
spookiness to get their intrigue but not terrify them so they there's a really good kind of they take it to the limit and then cut it off so that, that's that's pretty good that's what you want just in universal monsters so i actually suggest that afterwards if they really like it just go hey come and have a look at this yeah it's a black and white movie but have a look at dracula have a look at the wolfman have a look at the invisible man check out the mummy you know um they won't be terrified and they'll enjoy it so that's really good that's what it's all about so yeah horror bringing people together so there you go so that's that's kind of the end of the episode um i just want to say uh thank you to everyone that's kind of supported me and encouraged me to start this um hobby of mine which i'm taking professionally i, I do want to get this to become a serious kind of podcast so at the moment it's a vlog and then i'll start recording podcasts so once i get around my little head around the the techniques of, of uploading a podcast i'll upload it and the actual podcast will follow these episode sections so i'll give an in-depth review on the monster squad so if you want to kind of tailor the tape of the whole entire movie that's where i'll they'll do it and it'll be a little bit spoilery so if you haven't seen it and you listen to the podcast you're going to learn what goes on so uh, this will be the the kind of the go-to episode if you just want to see a recommendation i'll briefly talk about it and then give it a score my actual Adelaide Horror podcast, the podcast, will be the in-depth uh, nuts and bolts of the whole entire movie and how it runs. So, cool. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, and like I said, thanks everyone for supporting me and encouraging me to get to kind of get this happening. Um, yeah, and uh, stay safe, everyone. And more importantly, stay healthy and stay mentally healthy as well. Um, there's a lot of uh, nastiness going on at the moment real life seems to be the ultimate horror movie of 2020 so um so yeah just look after yourself um physically and mentally as well and there's also numbers that you can contact if you are feeling uh down or uh, this whole covid thing is is getting to you a bit and i've left them on the facebook page so look through those and um i hope they help you out or message me yourself if you just want someone to talk to um cool so until next time this is zombie joe signing off from the crypt and i will see you next time thank you very much bye for now